FPU podcast with Mark and Mary Schuster. I'm your host, Ted Robertson, but I'm sidelining it today because these two are going to do all the talking. These are coordinators at Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center for Financial Peace University. Make a commitment one day a week, nine weeks in a row for a whopping $20 for your entire family and change your financial life. Mark, welcome and Mary, welcome. Thanks, Ted. Appreciate it. Thank you, Ted. We're very happy to be here. Let us discuss you guys a little bit. One of you is a Marine and one of you flies for a living. <laughs> I sure do. I'm a flight attendant for a major airline and uh, I've been doing it for 23 years. It's, uh, flying and traveling is a big passion of ours. It's one thing that brought us together as a couple. Yeah, and I've been in the uh, Marine Corps now for almost 30 years, uh, a colonel in the Marine Corps Reserve, and uh, very happy to be here to kind of help people think about different ways of looking at managing their finances, uh, learning new ways to deal with money. And today we want to talk about uh, the holiday financial hangover. I want to establish something here. You guys have standing to be here and talking about money with people who are having money problems. Let's go there before we talk about the holiday hangover, because um, you have quite a story. Absolutely. So Mark and I got married 10 years ago this year, actually. And about a year into our brand new marriage, we found ourselves sort of at odds of how to speak with each other about money. Mark was 43. I was 32. Uh, I had done well for myself in the industry that I was in. And Mark had supported a family with a partner before. And so combining our household, our new household, uh, was a struggle, uh, as most new married people will tell you, or even second marriages will tell you, it can be kind of daunting to figure out how to combine everything. I came from an industry where I wanted to do it singularly, um, and it wasn't working for us. And so through some very heated discussions that we had, um, I was able to find this podcast by a man named Dave Ramsey. And um, I started listening and kind of coming to Mark with some questions about how we could build a better financial life for ourselves. And we have had a goal to be financially successful, to provide for our son in a way that worked out for us and um, that he would have two parents to look at and know that he could follow in their footsteps. It was a a great way to do it. I, I appreciate my wife being gentle about that. Let's talk about my view of it. Um, I'd been married 20 years. I'm 11 years older. What was she going to teach me? Nothing. That was my view. And my focus and the way that I would manage money was completely different. What I didn't realize at the time prior to accepting this new uh, option was that she also had lived a life before me, and she had completely different types of challenges. And starting a career at 19 and living on her own in Chicago, making almost no money, she did a phenomenal job and she'd been investing all her career at that point. I had done the same thing, but I had different challenges. So as I was driving to work one day, I realized that money was a real challenge for us in this new marriage and we had to find a a bridge to span this gap. And so I just simply said, you know what? I'm gonna listen to what she says. I'm going to try to take an open mind, and I don't have all the answers, and you never do. And thank goodness we were able to do that, because through Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University, we were able to find a plan 
that would work for us, that we could relate to. We could relate to the stories of the people that were struggling. We're like, hey, they're just like us, we're just like them. And now you flash forward almost 10 years and this works, it really works. And it works because as a couple, we are co-CEOs of a family business. And it's not 50-50, it's 100%, 100% in. We're both in 100%. And it's changed our life and it's changed our future and it's definitely changed our family tree. We started with $50,000 in consumer debt outside of our uh, household mortgage. And we were able to pay that off with this, yeah, with this way of working things. And we got into the Every Dollar program when it was brand new, which was really For wonderful. Budgeting. It's been nice to be able to have this uh, tool that the Ramsey Solutions has provided for us. It's something that's going to be provided for our families through the Mount Carmel um, nine-week classes that we're doing as well. And it allows us to talk to each other. We have this new verbiage that we can use. And even though we brought in the way that we think uh, differently, we now have this new tool, this new language that we're able to speak together, uh, which makes our budget meetings easy. It makes our day-to-day financial tasks so much easier. And we really come at each other with a a new view and a great understanding of what our goals are and where we're going and what we want to achieve and then the kind of legacy that we want to live. Yeah, so you know about the five love languages. I kind of feel like this is the sixth love language. And for our listeners out there, if you haven't seen that book, The Five Love Languages, I would encourage that because when you think about it, I was speaking English and she was speaking a foreign language when it Mm -hmm. came to our finances. And we stuck with the basics and what Financial Peace University has taught us is Eliminate debt, which admits that you bought something. Live within your means. Use a zero-based budget. And if you don't like the word budget, call it a plan. And save for the future. And what's unique about Financial Peace University is that that's not unique. That, that is not unique. Any good financial coach, any good financial planner, any investment advisor that you would work with that understands how to really handle money as a couple will give you those basics. And once we got on the same page, what do you say, babe? You're, we're, we were playing yeah. the set. What, what is it? We were on the same team, we're the but same we were playing team. different different games. Yeah, we were on Team Schuster, but we were playing two totally separate games. Um, even though we wanted to win, we just we came at it with different rules and different and plans. It, it was and... mostly my issue. I'm just stubborn. I didn't need my new young wife to tell me what to do. Apparently, I was wrong. We just needed to come together. Well, and so, I, does that make sense to you, Ted? You're both smiling about that. You yeah. you came through some tough times, and and you know contemporaneously there are a lot of couples in a lot of stress. The economy is not really improving. You know we're we're now wrestling with the price of eggs and how much more financial pressure can we endure? And and now put yourself in the shoes and and Mark you're really grinning right now cuz you I think you're thinking back to the days when you were a young military guy or a young military family and how hard it was to make it on that money and you know then comes a change in the family dynamic that can drive you apart money can be uh something that is a uniter or a divider can't it yeah i i think you make a good point when when i was a brand new second lieutenant back in I was, my son always says 1891, it's 1991, last decade, you know, last century, last millennia. Um, my wife and I at the time were stationed in Camp Lejeune, and we had a brand new house, and she's working, and I'm working, and we were barely making our mortgage payment and our car payments and all that. And that's 
as a young officer, I had Marines that were living on food stamps. I think what happens is the market is adjusting. The market is making change to the way the world is. This is why homes don't cost $35,000. They cost a lot more because the, the, the world changes. Costs go up. I think what this journey has done for us is it's given us control. And I think a lot of people that we talk with, a lot of people that we try to help and coach and mentor, they just feel like they have no control. Overall, we can't control the market individually. We can't control a lot of things. And so what this does for you is think of the idea when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And this was an opportunity for us to look at things differently. And the results are 10 years later, what we've changed is our behaviors. And we've realized that it's the behaviors that make the difference. Dave, Dave Ramsey says it's 80% um, head knowledge, 20% behavior. That's a great starting point because once you are willing to admit that you're tired of being tired, then you can find something like Financial Peace University and say, I'm going to go with that plan. And it works. Over 10 million people have been through Financial Peace University and it's changed our lives and it's changed the lives of many of our students. And our, our family and our friends, you know, they watch what we do. We aren't afraid to talk about where we've been, where we're going. We're proud of it. Yeah. And we see, you know, it's January, almost February. We see a lot of our family and friends, the credit card bills are coming in from the things that they've done at Christmas. And, you know, we listen to the podcast on Ramsey Solutions and, and we hear about the state of credit card debt along with inflation. And, you know, it's it's interesting to have a different perspective because of the way that we have uh, changed the way we view stuff now. So we are full on in holiday hangover mode. Completely holiday hangover. We are. So some recent statistics from Bankrate. These are, these are, these are indicative of the stress and the lack of control that people are feeling. Credit card debt in the fourth quarter of 2022 increased 18.5%. And they're now saying we have a total national credit card debt of $930.6 billion, $930 billion. The other concerning statistic is that the average annual percentage rate on credit cards is 20%. And Americans today have an average amount of credit card debt of $5,805 per family or individuals. And when you do the math on that, if you make the minimum payments on $5,000 of debt at 20%, what Bankrate is telling us is that's a 17-year payoff plan, and you'll pay over $8,200 in interest. And the final statistic, which I think really speaks to people's concerns and their struggles, is that in the fourth quarter, over 202 million new credit cards accounts were opened. That's in one quarter. And there's 380 million people in the country. You take out all the, the, the people that can't open a credit card. That's almost a brand new credit card for everybody in the country in just one quarter. So, so it's definitely indicative of the stress people are under. Yeah, it means people are pinched. And they feel this need to purchase these things or to stay on track with the people that are around them um, to follow through. They don't have the money to do it. So they open a credit card. And one of the things that we've found about credit cards is people treat them like paychecks. They don't really treat them as though they're debt. 
They're, they say, oh, I opened up this XYZ and now I have $3,000. Now I have $6,000. And that's not, that's not what a credit card is. A credit card is borrowing money from somebody. And like Mark said, 17 years to pay that off if you pay the minimum payments. And you're paying more than double for one hiccup because you didn't plan in advance or you didn't say no to somebody. And that whole reframing and trying to find out that it's okay no is a complete sentence. You're you're allowed to use that word singularly with a period. I think the other thing our listeners should understand is that these this plan isn't something that happens overnight. Mm-hmm. It takes commitment. It takes time. And so when a family or an individual decides that they're going to latch on to a plan and the baby step plan, which is does exactly what it says, it's baby steps. On average... A baby step millionaire under the Ramsey program takes about two and a half to three years to get through baby step one and two. Baby step one is set aside a thousand dollars emergency fund, and baby step two is you list all of your debts, sort of your mortgage, smallest to largest, largest to smallest, smallest to largest. Excuse me, smallest to largest because you get those easy wins. And what you do, it doesn't matter your interest rate; you start knocking them down. And so, when you think about the idea that in in just a short period of time of two and a half to three years, some people do it sooner. That 17 years worth of interest, it now becomes yours. What would happen if you put those credit card payments, say $500 a month, into good growth stock mutual funds over 17 years? You will definitely be on track to becoming a millionaire. So a lot of times you're like, well, all right, tell us how do I do this? And it's relatively easy because they're baby steps. Who's a stronger or what is a stronger influence in our lives these days? that drives 202 million Americans to take on more debt. They want to get the points. Yeah, they have been lulled. They have lulled. They have been um, tricked. Look, marketing does a lot of good in our society. We're not... I, I don't have a problem with marketing. It's the type of marketing that we are led down to, this false sense of financial security because I'm getting free this and free that. Points are not free. Points are provided on the backs of those that can't pay off their debt. Trust me, the credit card companies, the hotels, the rental car companies, they are not giving you anything for free. And oftentimes when you are on a point program, you actually pay more for something. You just don't realize it. So that's the initial reaction I have. People are lulled by this sense, well, you know, I'm getting the points. I'm getting the points. Yeah, and they're getting the interest that helps you get those points. Every company has a marketing department, so it's not one person sitting in a back room giggling to themselves about how they're going to take you for all you have. It's a a giant pulsing network of human beings that runs a business in the background saying, how do I, how do I put this business up in the forefront? How do, I, how do I make you want my product? How do I get an influencer to put this piece out on their TikTok or their Instagram or anything like that? And then we do. We, I can vividly remember a time when Mark and I used a credit card. Uh, we were, it was before we worked the plan. Um, we had bought a new computer And so we went to go buy a case for the computer. And in the process of buying a case for the computer, we also bought a cover for the computer and we bought uh, an extra outlet for the computer. And we put it on the credit card. Because you don't feel it. Yeah. And we had a, a USAA credit card at the time that had cash back. And I 
vividly remember the two of us having the discussion like, oh, it's okay. We'll just put it on the card because we'll get some cash back off of it. And it's not a lot of money, but when they tell you that you're getting money, now here we were spending an extra few hundred dollars so that we could get 5% back on oh, that. Oh, like 1%. What would your mom always say when, when you know, Mary's the oldest of five and her parents were raising five children on a very limited fixed single income. And her mom used to always say that she's, um, she, but she's... Oh, the she, prize club? No, no, no. She's, she, she's, she couldn't afford to save that much yeah, money? Yeah, she couldn't afford to save that much money. So the marketing is very strong and that's oh, okay but you know i actually have a friend who works in the banking industry and we were in new orleans this past week with him for my marine corps job and he told us that the bank's profit this year was almost 2 billion dollars and he was really excited about the bonuses that were going to get paid out and that's okay he's a professional but when you think about that that made me skip a beat the bank's profit was 2 billion dollars what is your profit? What's your family's profit? Because again, we operate under the principle that we are running a family business. I work, she works, we save, we invest, we live a debt-free life. My goal is to have a successful family business. So Mark and Mary, we're in the first quarter of the year, second month, those bills are coming due, that's a whole bunch of stress. Then there's a lot, the, the added fear of what's happening with the economy. And then if you've been in school, you got a pile of student loan debt. How are you guys helping your students cope with those fears and anxieties and stresses? What's it take to get folks in a situation like that to uh, start to see things differently, as you say, and speak the language of, of money the way they need to speak it? So I think some of it is normalizing the fact that we that we have the student loan debt or that we have the credit card debt, that we have the bills that are coming through. And in our class, we're able to have and facilitate that discussion where people think that it's okay to actually pay it off, where right now maybe it's not accruing interest. And so most of the world says don't pay it off because you're not accruing interest. Use your money to make money and we would encourage, and Ramsey Solutions encourages people right now, there is no better time to pay off your debt because you're not accruing interest. So every dollar that you can put onto those student loans, specifically the student loans, um, is going towards the principal. You never, at this moment in time, have had an opportunity to make that payment and ha not have some of it go to the interest. And so you're just every dollar that you can put on that loan, you're really attacking that big principal number. So I think having that community there where you have people who are doing something that's dissonant from the rest of the world um, is actually very helpful. I think the other thing that happens is I would tell listeners and the, the families we work with, first take a deep breath. Give yourself the grace to understand that what, what you've been doing isn't wrong. It's normal. Our society has decided that we accept debt. There have been societies in the world in past where debt was not accepted and you were put in debtor's prison. I like to say that credit cards are the modern debtor's prison. You just can't get out until you decide that you're going to do something about it. So take a deep breath. Don't worry about what you've done in the past. Don't judge yourself. Take the time to look at a new plan. And Financial Peace University and the Baby Steps gives you that opportunity to look at a new plan. 
change the way you look at things. And I guarantee you the results will change. So take that deep breath. Don't be critical of yourself what we've done in the past and listen to what other people have done. Financial Peace University, what it really does is it shares stories of people just like you and us. We're all normal. And if you want to become what we call a unicorn, yeah, right, you can do that. There's a path to being different. There's a You can turn 180 degrees, go away from the crowd, and realize that I like to say that we are a society that is diseased by debt. It's accepted. It's normal. The irony is it's not normal to pay off your debt. There was a recent, last year, there were some YouTube videos of a car dealership, and somebody was walking around taking videos, and they were so excited. What's your monthly car payment? Mine's $1,100. I'm doing great. Mine's $1,200. I'm doing great. I was shocked by that. Why don't you walk around saying, hey, What's your retirement investment look like? What's your opportunity to do something different? How much are you giving? So again, it was this focus. They were so proud of how much car debt they had. The, the bigger the car payment, the more they were proud. Okay, I'm not judging them. You might think I am. I'm just saying that that's a unique look, and those are the types of things that are going to get in your way. What are they proud of? Because it says something about you that you can manage a monthly nut that stupidly I, big? Yeah, I think that's exactly and it. And the car, and, and so that's yeah. the mindset. So take a deep breath. Don't judge yourself. Be willing to look at something new. And then what they really need, Ted, which I think you're getting to, and my, my awesome wife is saying is, you got to have a plan. You must have a plan. Because without a plan, um, you, you, you don't have the control. You don't have the guideposts. And you really don't know what you're doing. And that's what the nine weeks allows us to do. The first week people come into class, and Mark has said this before, and it's it's such a good observation that he makes. They come into class and they're they're um, tight. They, they're bound by all of the things that they think are going to happen or the ways that they're going to be judged. They're scared. They're really scared. And as the class goes on and as we tell our story, and it's it's not easy. It's not Pollyanna. We had some really hard discussions um, through the first years of working this program. Our marriage was at risk. Yeah, it was that bad. Number one cause of divorce in North America is money issues. Uh, What do we do at FPU? Just so our our future students know and the audience knows, we create a safe space. We don't talk about names. We don't ever take any photos. Um, We commit to nine weeks of helping people learn to recognize their feelings, their fears, and their vulnerabilities. The program really helps people assuage those concerns and fears, uh, will help you and your spouse learn a different way to talk about money, listen to stories about other families, and that's the key. We don't, we don't teach. We facilitate. You show up, we put, the, we put the DVDs in, and we sit back. And so we coordinate that, and it's the Ramsey stories and their professionals that tell these stories. And what happens is there's no lecturing. I'm not going to lecture you about your finances. That's not, my, that's not what we're here for. That's not what we do as volunteer ambassadors. We simply guide them. And then what happens over those nine weeks, and Mary's right, we've had families show up where they don't even sit together, married couples. And then in three, four, five weeks, they're sitting together, they're communicating. Some people will share. We've had students that don't say a word for eight weeks, and at the end of it, it all comes out. Uh, and nobody's made to feel bad or unsafe. So it's a very safe space. And that's important because you're dealing with personal issues. It's why we say don't bring your kids because people are talking about very adult 
issues. Yeah, it's personal finance. And that's the biggest thing when we go through the, the program and we discuss what a budget looks like in that very first week. And Mark and I will talk about our budget intimately. Uh, and what is interesting about our budget is that it's different from what your budget is, Ted. But both of those budgets can work out to where you can pay off debt, you can have savings, you can give eventually, you can have a successful, bright future, regardless of your nationality, your heritage, what you do for a living, your age. We've had people who were in their in their early 20s, young married couples take this. We Some of our most successful families have been in their 50s, 60s. So we have had We've run the gamut of students taking this class, and it's just been phenomenal what Ramsey Solutions provides, the tools that they have, uh, and then all of the support that that we receive. And so we're able to give support to those families that are in need. It really makes a huge difference. And that safe space is so important for us because along with them sharing information we're also sharing our private information. And so we want to make sure that people respect us the way that we respect them. And it's a huge deal for us. We are, we're very conscious that that personal information is very private. This is a math issue. Two yeah. plus two is always four. Yeah. And when you realize that the basics apply, eliminate your debt, the borrower is slave to the lender, always. And whether the lender is a credit card, your your uncle or a car dealership, you're a slave to the lender. You live within your means. Now what happens is you actually can save. And so it's a math issue. And the reason I say that is it has nothing to do with what our income is. I'm in my mid-50s almost. It's taken me a lifetime to get here. And a lot of times the younger crowd, they want to live the life that I'm living, but they haven't lived the years and they haven't built the experience what Mary does after 23 years of flying is completely different than what she was doing when she was 19 and 20 living in Chicago on her own. And so I want our audience to realize it's not a math problem. When you listen to Ramsey Solutions and you hear young families or single people that are making $30,000 a year and they pay off three times that amount of debt in two or three years, that's a behavior issue, not any other type of issue. I'm Ted Robertson. You're listening to the FPU podcast with Financial Peace University coordinators Mark and Mary Schuster. Just a wonderful married couple who went through the strains, went through the money strains, almost lost their marriage over it. Now they're here to testify. Now they're here to share intimately in intimate detail with you in a private setting where you are safe, uh, their life story and help you change your life story. We've, uh, I think our experience, it's really interesting because I have We've been self-employed. We were in the real estate business. We've had good, uh, steady jobs. Uh, worked for a company for two years, went into work one day, and they terminated, terminated me in the position, and that was three months before our wedding. I had and a company who went through bankruptcy. We went through yes, 9-11. Her pension been... was completely wiped out from United, and she turned to private investing, and thank God she's been doing that. So we've had these struggles. We've had lots of debt, little debt. I've turned on investments. I've turned off investments. Uh, we've been through divorce and separations from my previous relationship. And I got to tell you, my previous relationship, uh, we were on track to do these types of things. So I had some basics. But then when I got into self-employment and running a real estate business and different types of things and transitioning in and out of the military, 
all of these challenges of what kind of created this sense of we have to do something different together. And just the fact that your Tyler's mom is a, a totally different person from me. Mm-hmm. And so we communicate different. And so when you have a way that you're used to communicating and then you have a new marriage where you have to communicate differently with your new spouse, it was very it was hard for us to for me to share and for him to change the ways that he had been doing things. And so that that baby step program, baby step one, two, they're laid out. You work them in order. Um, it really helped us to put aside the things that we were used to doing and just work a whole new program and fail the whole way up because we were not perfect. We have continued to fail our way to success, like most successful people. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you said earlier about this concern with you know debts and student loans and all that. I want, I want um, listeners to also understand that when you hear Dave talk about the student, le- student debt forgiveness program, I think he says the national statistic is less than 1% of federal loans that can be forgiven are actually forgiven. And the idea is, do you really want to trust your financial future to somebody else? To Whether, the government specifically, because well, the they're so good absolutely with Absolutely, to the government specifically. And one of the podcasts that all of our listeners that are facing a fight of student loan debt right now should listen to is Borrowed Future. And when you, when you watch and listen to the Ramsey's production of Borrowed Future, I think what happens is you start to realize the real story. Uh, it's easy to borrow money, but the problem is when money is given to our amazing people that are trying to get educated, the money goes to them. It doesn't go to the institutions. And so that's hard. And so what happens is, you know, the host of Bard Future talks about the fact that when he got his first $10,000 in student loan money, he put that into a new stereo system in his car. It wasn't used for education. And now people talk about us having to pay that off. Why am I paying off that for somebody else when I put myself through school? Our fam- my parents couldn't put two people through school, so my brother and I both had earned our ways to Marine Corps scholarships and ROTC scholarships. And nothing tastes better than something you've earned. And we don't want to take away from the fact that people didn't know what they were signing up for when they were 18 years they old and didn't. signing up for these loans. Some students are first generation or you only got accepted to a college that was $60,000 a year and so you felt like you had to go. And some of what we will go through in the class as we facilitate is changing that language from had to, have to, must, forced into a car lease is I decided to take an easier path and now I will face the consequences for that. And so we we do a lot of admitting in the first couple of weeks. I I have $5,000 in the bank and I have a $4,000 loan and now I'm going to admit by paying that $4,000 loan by actually paying it and going down to $1,000 in my savings account. So it's very easy things to do, but they're mentally hard because now you feel like you're broke, you only have $1,000, but you really only had that before. So when you talk about student loans and how hard it is to pay things off and We understand that people get stuck in situations where they don't know how else to get out of. We we really like that atmosphere where we can get together collaboratively and talk through different ways to think of things. It's almost like a a debtors anonymous club. You just got to admit that you you have a problem. And I I had the problem. Look, we all like things. Absolutely, we're not saying don't spend money. We're not saying don't have a life. What we're saying is find a plan 
that allows you to handle these issues of the financial hangover. If you have a plan, if you have a network, if you have a support organization, then you can change those behaviors um, and you can admit to yourself that you that you, you owe this money. And when it comes to education, we are huge fans of education. Absolutely. And it doesn't have to be college. Trade schools are phenomenal skills. Some of the most talented, smart people in the world are electricians, plumbers, welders. The idea that you want to do something better, that's great. And if your only path to education is either all debt or a mix of debt, again, it's not wrong. It's okay. But the idea is accept what you've done and then work hard to eliminate that debt as quickly as you can. But the problem is many people come out of education, whether it's a bachelor's, a master's, or a PhD, and they have a house payment worth of education. And that becomes overwhelming, Ted. Financial Peace University and the Baby Steps will show you how to get rid of that. You're listening to the FPU podcast with Financial Peace University coordinators, Mark and Mary Schuster. I'm going to drop this one in the mix, and then let's wrap up episode one of our three-part series on Financial Peace University. In the next episode, we're going to be talking about um, knowing money problems are the number one cause of divorce. We'll be talking about single people and how does Financial Peace University help them to be honest with themselves. You've delivered a wonderful taste here. Yeah, and I'm sure you talk a lot about want versus need. I know I wrestled with that when I was young and I had a little bit of money. When you come out of school or you're coming to your own apartment for the first time, you have these rose-colored glasses on and you're really excited and all of that positive energy says, I'll make more money next year. I'll make more money in two months. Don't worry, I'll take care of it. And then for those of us who are a little bit older, all of a sudden those 15 years are gone and we're still in the same place, but maybe we make a little bit more money. And so what we do and what we're able to do in the class is to is to discuss that. Like you can't out earn your stupidity. Sometimes you, you have to. Yeah. Sometimes you have to just admit you made the mistake, pay your $3,000 in stupid tax. You know, it's interesting. It takes me back to a quote of Meadowlark Lemon used to say, and if you remember who Meadowlark Lemon oh, yeah. was, you know, yeah. uh, Meadowlark never played in the NBA, but Michael Jordan said he was the greatest basketball player of all time. And Meadowlark in his book, he talks about, be excited about your future. You are going to spend the rest of your life there. The only thing that you and your family, or if you're single and you remain single, what you're going to live on in the future is what you provide today. And so, Ted, what would you tell... 20-year-old Ted today, mm -hmm. now that you're XX old year Ted, what would you tell him today? Understand, discern between want and need. Yes. And you can have a life while you save and invest. Mm -hmm. Dave Ramsey did the largest study of millionaires in this country. It's a fantastically stable uh, study, and he's published it. And it's interesting, the top three professions for baby step millionaires and actually for the millions that, that he studied, I'm sorry, over 10,600 millionaires, I think yeah, it was. Yeah, it's over 10,000 10, And there's some fascinating statistics in that. And it was interesting because engineer is the number one, managers is number two. Ted, what do you think the third most successful profession in America is for becoming a millionaire? Teachers. Teachers. Wow. And everybody is shocked when we talk about that. It's because teachers have a very unique financial situation. And they are forced many times, because a lot of teachers only get paid during the teaching season. 
So it's a unique environment in which they pretty much, if they're going to succeed, they're forced into finding a way to manage their money and they control their behaviors. And, and Everybody is systems oriented in these top three groups. So they work a plan. And so when they're presented with this plan, it works if they work it, which is great as well. Teachers sometimes are forced into the retirement savings, but at the same time, once they once they are forced into that, they still make decisions that help along the way for savings at a rate that they don't even realize because the eighth wonder of the world is compound interest, right? Yeah. And it proves that it's not a it's not a money, it's not an income issue. It's a behavior issue, mm-hmm. and it's a math problem mm-hmm. because um, the other statistic, I believe, is I think 79%, and I apologize to Mr. Ramsey right now if I didn't bring this step, but I think it's 79% of the millionaires he studied made less than $100,000 a year over their lifetime. In my humble opinion, everybody has a will, and they have a personality. Mm-hmm. When you're young, your personality is in control. When you get older, you learn to work your will. Mark and Mary, always an enjoyable conversation with the two of you. And I love what you're doing here at Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center for people of all ages who are suffering under the disease of debt, as you call it, Mark. Yeah. 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 We're, we're very happy to be able to, to support our veterans and their families. That's uh, our passion. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, you know, you can see it. You can see it. It comes through in everything you guys do and you talk about and it's a real privilege to know you and be able to be of service and support in this as we all work together to see that those folks out there that are struggling with money and stress and fear and the marriages may be coming apart. Family dynamics are just stretched to the breaking point. You don't have to live that way. No, you not at all. You do not have to live that not way. At all. You don't have to live the way the banks want you to live. No, we're just looking for nine weeks, one night a week to and change your bucks. family's future. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's it. That is what it will take to change your future. It's the starting point. Truly. So let's talk about that starting point. You have uh, more than one class coming up this year. The one closest to um, the date of uh, us sitting together today uh, is February 22nd is when it starts. goes through April. And uh, let's talk some more about that. And let's get people plugged in. How do they sign up? So just simply call Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center uh, at 719-772-7000. Talk to the front desk and say, I'd like to sign up for financial peace starting 22 February. They'll take your $20 over the phone, mm-hmm. and then um, you'll hear from us. We'll give you the final coordination piece of uh, what to do, and you show up on the evening of 22 February here at 6 p.m. And 6 we'll p.m., and we are very diligent about our time. So we start the videos at 6.30 on the button. We want everybody out by 8.30. Mm-hmm. We understand that people have families, lives. It's in the middle of the week, so they all have work the next day. And so we get there at about 6, and the video starts at 6.30. We're ready to go rolling. And understand that we have families that we're still working with today. So Mark and Mary Schuster, we're not just going to plug in DVDs for nine weeks. We will walk this journey with anybody for as long as they want us to because you need a community of support because you've got to think the same way so you can fight the, the financial demons that are chasing you. There has to be the follow-up and follow-on, and you guys provide that in spades. As much as they want. It's totally yeah. up to them. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's no anchor. There's no handcuffs. It's it, these personal finance. It's personal. We'll support whatever somebody wants to do with their life. It's not up to us. And it's generally confidential. It's a very safe setting, like the both of yeah. you say. No yep. pictures, no names. No, no. But you do share intimate details about your own finances. You can do it. We've yeah. seen it. It's a, it. Trust me, we know. We'll talk more about some of our success stories. 
looking forward to that in the next installment of uh, FPU, Financial Peace University with Mark and Mary, the podcast. Episode two coming up just a few days from now. You want to hear these episodes? You want to learn more? There's a couple of pieces of uh, other audio that we uh, put up there from your interviews at KRDO, talking with Dan Koshell there. Head on over to veteransvoice.us. That's veteransvoice.us. Go to Special Features and click on Financial Peace University. It is all there, including the dates of the classes, how to sign up, the number to call, 719-772-7000. Mark and Mary, you are truly blessings. We'll be back in just a few days with episode two. Thanks, Dan. Thanks.